Hello, everyone. Welcome to Truck Talk with Larry Williams Trucking. Hello and good morning from West Elm Springs, Oklahoma. This is Miranda from Recruiting. And this is Dora. And today we have with us Joe Dilly. He's our safety director. Good morning to you all. Good morning, Joe. How's your day been so far? It's wonderful. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, grand. <laughs> grand. Probably to slip another hour. So we're wanting to go over um, some safety topics with Joe this morning. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the weather because it's getting into winter and then also the holidays. Um, we're wanting to talk about, um, I guess, securing our loads. Sure. Or, yeah, we can talk about all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll let you take it away, Joe, and you can you can just start <clears throat> letting us know what's what's going on. Well, what part do you want to talk about first? I mean, you shouldn't gift wrap presents while driving on ice and roads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start. Well, it is true that it's getting into, you know, winter conditions and in certain parts of the United States, it's uh, more wintry than it is here mm -hmm. or will be here. Yeah. In fact, we've seen snow already and cumulative snow, pretty good snow in Wyoming and Idaho and South Dakota and North Dakota and Montana, places like that. So uh, we certainly want to uh, make our drivers aware if they're not already that winter conditions have started. Uh, and and just to take the necessary precautions for those kinds of conditions. Which would be? I'm glad you asked. What a <laughs> great question. Well, first of all, um, uh, doing a good pre and post trip on your vehicle uh, to make sure that it's mechanically sound to uh, operate in these conditions. Obviously, you don't want to break down in these conditions. Uh, but there are things you can do even if that happens. So, so number one, make sure that the vehicle is mechanically sound before you even leave whatever spot you pulled over to sleep in. Hopefully a safe spot like a truck stop. <clears throat> Once you do that, um, or before you, before you leave that uh, spot, um, always make sure that you have necessary supplies if you should find yourself on the side of the road. And, and those things include extra blankets and water and food to sustain you. Could be for days, depending on if you hit a good ground blizzard in Wyoming or whatever. Um, and, and of course, make sure your fuel is topped off. Mm -hmm. So you don't run out of fuel, so your uh, APU doesn't run out, and so you have warmth, and um, um, you're in a, a good dry place like your cab. Uh, the other, the other thing I would, um, I would remind everybody to have, especially in winter weather, low low light conditions. Remember, our our daylight is diminished during these times of year. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Is to have good reflective clothing so that if you do get stuck by the road and you do have to get out of the truck, people can see you. Yeah, that's um, nice. I think everybody has a safety vest if they or a reflective vest, and if they don't, they should see us about getting one. Um, but you know, we especially want you to wear that even outside of winter time if you're. If you should find yourself beside the road, so there's some some good uh, pointers for that. The other thing is, <clears throat> when you do start to drive, 
watch for accumulations of ice um, on your on your uh, rearview mirrors, on your windshield wipers. Uh, if the vehicles in front of you are not throwing up spray, but the road is shiny, you need to be careful about that. Um, and uh, speed is definitely a factor in these kinds of conditions. Although you may be doing the legal speed limit, that may be much too fast. Yeah. So is it is it different from like semi like driving a semi versus like a car in like a four wheeler? Like, like you have to turn the wheel the opposite way. Is it the same in a semi, or how would you handle um, a situation in a semi when you get on some an icy patch and you start to you know go sideways? Okay, there were a couple of different questions there. So which one do you want me to answer first? I thought there was the same the same question. Both of them. Like, is it different? Like, is it like is it different? <clears throat> I mean, I know like when it rains and stuff, like you just see semis just flying down the road. But mm -hmm. but I know their weight, they're heavy. Right. So, but versus, so they're so yeah. the, the driving dynamics of the semi are definitely different. You know, I hold a CDL. I did drive over the road for several years, and I've driven intermittently for the last thirty years. Um, under different conditions. So um, <clears throat> and any of our, our drivers, our fantastic drivers, um, will be able to tell you that, yes, the, the, there are definite differences between a car and a truck, right? So mm -hmm. with a truck um, or in a car, this is good, good advice. If you, if you feel yourself start to slide in a truck or a car, the, the first thing I always tell everybody is take your foot off the gas. Don't hit the brake. Mm -hmm. Take your Just foot take off the gas. Off. The reason you're sliding is because you broke traction, mm -hmm. right? So um, brakes aren't going to work. Brakes aren't going to work. <laughs> they probably make it work. Only it makes it work. Things, right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so that's a big deal. So try to regain traction, and you do that by uh, if you if you're in a truck with a a manual transmission going into neutral, um, and that ought to bring the traction back. Um, that would be the second thing. The third thing is is to steer the vehicle in the direction that you wanted to go to begin with, because when you come out of that slide, you're going to go in that direction anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So, so if you're if if you're uh, the front of your cab is starting to go to the left, why well, you want to you want to counter that by going straight ahead? You want kind of steer into that and don't oversteer don't do that only correct your wheel as much as you need to okay but once you get traction back you should end up going the way you want to okay, okay. so in a car it's really no different take your foot off the gas you know put your wheels where you want to go and and try to get uh, gain traction again and um, and sometimes by just simply letting your foot off the gas it's enough to to gain traction again yeah and, uh, I know I got sideways a couple times and I'm turning that steering wheel opposite to get going straight again it's definitely not fun is it <laughs> no it's scary okay. <laughs> I don't want to be in a semi doing that like no negative. I can just imagine semi if you think about it, you have two vehicles right yeah. So you have the towing vehicle and you have the you have the, Your trailer. the vehicle being towed or the trailer, or, yeah. right? And then you have to control both of those. And if you're pulling doubles or triples, you that just um, compounds the problem, right? Yeah. So, nope. I'm good. You have trailers going different wheels going different ways. Is that possible? Yeah, they do. They <laughs> yes. And 
um, I'm just thankful that we don't pull doubles or triples. Yeah. And I'm sure our drivers are as well. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, one of my questions was um, kind of if a driver does break down, is there ever a point where their tripacks or APUs can freeze up or break down um, with the truck? Like if they were in a stuck in a bad weather condition, not pulled in a truck stop or anything. Um, I'm sure there is, especially if, if they're fuel gels. Um, gels. Oh. And so if they're fuel gels, the APU won't run correctly. Um, and the APU, understand, is, is sort of an augment to the, um, uh, I have, for lack of a better word, the amenities that come with the truck. So. The APU um, basically sort of maintains the atmosphere in the truck uh, from a from a climate control. So really, you need the truck, the truck's heater to get you where you need to be temperature-wise. The APU should maintain that. <clears throat> However, if um, if if the if the APU gels up, then you're going to be in a world of hurt um, because guess what? If the APU is gelling up, your engine's probably going to gel up too, because it runs off the same fuel source. So that's yeah. where the extra blankets come in, just in case. Right? Yeah. The extra blankets. But if they, if the drivers up. put the fuel treatment in, whenever they fuel, that should help it, right? It should. So not, it I mean, should. they but, need to put the treatment in there. I mean, Cass and those guys in the shop are, are very good about knowing where we go. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they uh, put the adequate treatments in the vehicle accordingly. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that should solve the problem. But you have to use it or it's not going to Yeah. And use it right. Mm -hmm. Cool. And the next question is? Um, I think we should talk a little bit about um, how drivers, when they should use um, the adverse weather condition and how they can use it. Are you talking about hours of service? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, the adverse weather condition uh, was put in for those times, and it really can be used outside of weather conditions, uh, depending on its really adverse road conditions. Um, if you want to get to it in its purest form, yeah. Um, um, from a um, from a regulatory perspective, so it can be used anytime there's an unexpected road condition um, that the driver couldn't have known about, or the dispatcher. Um, there's one for you, Dora. Have you mm -hmm. been one, right? Mm -hmm. Or the dispatcher couldn't have known about at the time they dispatched the trip, right? So I'm just ad-libbing because I don't have the regulation in front of me, but that's basically it. So a driver can use the adverse driving conditions for weather, um, provided they didn't know about it. So you can't, what you can't do is you can't say, well, I didn't know there was a, a blizzard in Wyoming, yeah, right? Yeah. And when you didn't know 200 miles ahead and drive right into it. Uh -huh. right? Uh, because you, you you should have known that. Right? Yeah. So there's uh, all these regulations have to be tempered with common sense when it comes to um, their use. Um, but yes, I mean, if you feel as a driver that you get into a condition 
um, where you may need to use that provision and you're not sure whether it's right, well, call us in safety. I mean, we're available to you 24-7-52. And one of us will always answer the safety phone uh, after hours. And we can give you guidance on whether or not the conditions that you're in fit the regulation. Mm -hmm. Whether they should drive through it or not? Is that what you... Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what... I mean, if we send our drivers into areas that have snow and they have to put on chains. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys cut it off? Like, if you know how many inches are there, do you tell them wait, um, or how does that work? Well, a good rule of thumb, and I think Larry himself is sort of behind this, that um, you, you can always chain up to get out of trouble, but you should never chain up to get into trouble, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, and, and a lot of these things are driven by the conditions itself that a, a driver finds himself in. So if a driver gets to, oh, I'm just going to throw a place out, Cabbage Pass in Oregon, okay? And, or Truckee. Or Truckee, Truckee yeah. and on I-80 there just outside of Reno, right? Mm -hmm. Going into California, right? Um, so if a driver gets there and he can't back up, there's nowhere to go but over the pass, then if he sees trucks chaining up to go over the pass, it's probably a pretty safe bet that on the other side of that pass at the bottom, it's going to be okay because everybody everybody's going, right? <clears throat> so it would be, it would probably be okay in that instance to go ahead and chain up and go, okay? But if you know on the other side of that pass that you're going to hit blizzard-like conditions, mm -hmm. well, you might as well, just, might as well wait. just wait it out, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's no sense in getting up on top of the mountain and being stalled up there because there's a blizzard below, and now you have no facilities, right? Yeah. So plan your trips accordingly and listen to the radio um, because both radios stop and talk to your dispatch. They can tell you what's ahead. If you really want to know, dispatch should um, already have information on on uh, um, the weather conditions ahead of I'd you. really want to know. I, <laughs> yeah. I bet you would. Yeah. I would do. Yeah. And like, how would you like? How would you handle um, a situation if the driver got into an accident, had an accident due to the bad weather? Because I know, like, the <clears throat> when I was in dispatch, like the driver, like if. If my driver didn't feel safe driving, then mm -hmm. I did, I'm okay. I would say, yeah, okay, go ahead and pull over because we're not. Surprisingly enough, we take yeah. that same attitude in yeah. safety, right? So, yeah. <clears throat> even if trucks are going there, there are some situations that a driver just doesn't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. They just know, and in those situations, it it can be best to just wait it out. Mm -hmm. Eight, you know, eight or 15 hours and then get going. What about the drivers who are sitting on their high horse? They're like, oh, I can drive through that. Well, so <laughs> so you've given me a double dilemma problem. Yeah, right? we need both sides. Okay, well, I'm not capable of double dilemma. You'll have to get somebody else. I'm going home. No, <laughs> on, on, a, on a serious note, though, uh, both of those things can be dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get a driver that's overconfident in his abilities and he drives right into a blizzard thinking he can drive through it that's not good either right? yeah so you really have to take each situation in the winter is its own very own situation 
it doesn't matter what happened 100 miles before, 1,000 miles before, or a week before, that you came through this situation is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter, yeah. right? So because it's going to be different, um, it has to be thought through differently, okay? And any of these guys that are out here driving our rigs or, um, you know, they've a lot of them have, have been through our road test, which is extensive, you know, it's a two yeah. and a half hour road test. A lot of people say that's too long, but I designed it that way on purpose. Um, and if you're driving our truck um, and you passed our road test, I have confidence in you, mm -hmm. right? And the ultimate litmus test is you're on the road with my family. That's how much confidence I have with you. Mm -hmm. My family and my friends, your family and your friends, right? Uh, so we we trust our drivers to use their best judgment in these situations. So if you don't feel comfortable, don't go. Yeah. You know, call and then also they should have like, down. yeah, they should have like, they, on their phones, they have like the weather apps and they can, they can look it up and they can, and if they still have, or, you know, some kind of issues, then, then, yeah, they can call their dispatcher and let them know right. what's going right. on. And, yeah. And, and many is the case in the winter that there's a window of time, right? <clears throat> Anybody that's been in trucking any length of time will tell you the way the, the success in trucking is keeping the left door closed, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So if you keep the left door closed and you move on, most of the time you can get through a lot of this. Right, it's not speed that wins the race. Yeah. It's it's constant. It's, uh, it's consistency, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of times we'll find out the weather looks bad, but if you go now, you're not going to be delayed twelve hours because you will be able to get down the road a hundred miles, and that's not there. Yeah. Right. Um, but the only way to effectively do that is through teamwork by calling dispatch, calling safety, whoever, mm -hmm. and we'll be able to get you an accurate weather report down the road. What does yeah. it look like down the road, yeah. right? Um, and, and so it's, it's, a, it's a collaboration of, of a bunch of people working together to get that guy where he needs to go. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we covered a little bit of the weather part of it. Um, what about, let's talk about, now it's the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about securing our loads and, you know, try to help, try to keep from having theft, I guess. Sure. Well, um, so it's no secret that a lot of truck, a lot of truck stops are parked around major metropolitan areas, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And um, some of them are not. Um, if I was a driver today, knowing what goes on in major metropolitan areas, I wouldn't want to be in them any longer than I have to be, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, because of this, this is not the only issue you have to be aware of. I mean, if you're in an area where cargo theft is a problem, you probably ought to be worried about your safety as well. Yeah. So planning your trip, um, being able to stop an hour or two outside of that major metropolitan area and getting in there early to avoid, you know, rush hour and those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, is probably your best bet. That's number one. Uh, number two, if you do have to park in these areas, well, um, double padlock your doors, right? Right. That's the safest thing to do. And use good padlocks, not ones that are going to shatter in 20 degree weather when you hit them with a hammer. Do yeah. drivers have to buy their own padlocks? 
That's a good question. We probably need to research that, but I would say yes at this point. So they can just buy anyone they want. They can buy anyone <laughs> they want. There's some really good ones out there. Yeah. They're spendy. Um, they're spendy. Um, probably some of the better ones are upwards of 150 to 175 bucks a lock. Wow. Um, yeah, if I was a driver, I'd be a little leery about spending that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, but you need to buy a good lock. One that's got a reputation for being hard to pick and one that's got a reputation for being hard to grind through yeah. or break the shank, right? Yeah. Um, if you can even get to the shank, that's that's the even better ones. Are you talking about like the ones like that are on like um like if you have like a storage or storage um, No, well they the little they, the brown ones with the you know what I'm talking about the red Well some of those are no. some of those are good. Um but you can buy uh, you can buy the ones where the casing or the um, the shank actually disappears into the body of the lock, except where it goes through what it's locking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just takes a little research, but right. it, it's all up to the driver. I mean, if they're spending their money, and I suspect that they are, then it's up to them. Mm -hmm. um, really, locks are there to keep <clears throat> honest people honest, right? Um, so. Um, if somebody wants in the back of that trailer while you're sleeping, chances are with all the noise going on around in the truck stop, you're not going to hear, not gonna hear them back there breaking your lock anyway. Wow. Um, if you do catch somebody in the back of your trailer, don't try to stop them. Um, observe and report. Yeah. Okay. Listen, that whatever's in the back of your trailer is not worth your life. Yeah. And it's not like you're at home. And somebody's breaking into your pickup and you have a sidearm on yeah. or something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. You can't carry a gun in a truck. So um, observe and report. Get a good description of them. Get pictures, pictures of the vehicle they take off in, and you'll be safer for it. And I'm sure Larry and Lisa would agree with that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's some good tips. Some good tips. Good tips. Not as good as tri tips over rice, but good tips. <laughs> now you're making me hungry. Yeah, there you go. Well, it was good talking to you today, today, Joe. It's good. I'd be happy to come back and talk with you anytime. Oh, we definitely. Yeah, we'll do some more topics. Yeah. Anybody? Um, if any drivers have any suggestions, um, send us some ideas for some topics. We'd love some feedback on today's podcast. We uh, we certainly. Uh, Look forward to your feedback, and we want to address your feedback, if not in this podcast, and some others. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is a, a first, uh, not a first podcast, but a, a first in the idea of podcast, and we want to continue this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't forget to look up our socials. we got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. What All of it. Up? All of them. Yeah, look us up. <laughs> LinkedIn, YouTube, and now podcast. Podcast. Mm -hmm. Spotify yes, and, and Google. And I'm certain drivers, if you want, Dora and Miranda will be happy to sign autographs when we get back. <laughs> we can do that. We can yes, do that. just stop by and we'll <laughs> sign on. Five dollars an autograph. Five yeah. dollars. <laughs> I agree okay. with that. All right. All right. Well, don't forget safety is a big dilly. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>